You're listening to the Stoic Solutions Podcast, Practical Wisdom for Everyday Life. I'm Justin Vakula, and this is episode 59, Responsibilities to Society and Other Beings. A bonus episode this week brought to you by a generous donation from a Patreon supporter amidst upcoming episodes with special guest interviews. Visit my website at stoicsolutionspodcast.com, where you can connect with me on social media, find past episodes on many podcast platforms, and join my Discord chat server for interactive discussion. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal to access special rewards, including the ability to have upcoming guests answer your questions, custom podcast episodes, and personalized one-on-one discussions. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave reviews to help support my efforts. Email me with your thoughts justinvacula at gmail.com. If you'd like me to discuss a topic, make a $10 or more monthly contribution today as I approach episode 60 and I'm working on a goal of $300 per month for a steady stream of two episodes per week. Miss Anonymous asks, what responsibilities, if any, do we have to other people and our society in general? What about altruism and self-sacrifice? Thanks for your support, Miss Anonymous. Ancient Stoic writers and modern thinkers influenced by Stoicism talk about cosmopolitanism, an attitude of belonging to a worldwide community, seeing oneself as part of a connected whole. Epictetus, in Book 1, Chapter 9 of his Discourses, encourages us to model Socrates and call ourselves citizens of the universe, rather than identifying with, as he says, a corner on which her paltry body was thrown. Massimo Piliucci and Kai Whiting, past podcast guests in episode 48, 55, and 56, talk about circles of concern, expanding our priorities beyond the self to family, fellow citizens, countrymen, humankind, animals, and the environment, or to be mindful of the impact our actions have and embrace our nature as a social animal, realizing the benefits connections with others can bring, while also being careful or prudent in our choices. Stoics focus on the practical nature of their philosophy, and lament knowledge merely for its own sake, encouraging people to apply wisdom, share it with the world, and be active in society to make a positive difference. We can use our skills, whatever they might be, to help ourselves and others to a reasonable degree. One's choice of action, it's difficult for me to suggest what people ought to do on a person-to-person basis, because I don't know their time constraints, their skills, or their life details. You can take a life inventory and think about how to optimize your time to achieve a sense of fulfillment and exercising virtue to help others, rather than squandering time, participating in toil, and being isolated or withdrawn from the world. One can even find meaning in work, as I talk about in episode 24. Some might think marriage or raising kids is a societal duty, but this is not the path for everyone, and can take away from contentment and helping society, as I discussed in episode 57, men going their own way. Women, too, might walk away from what we might deem societal pressures, And men, of course, are rejecting common traditionalist exhortations to man up. Instead, they will forge their own paths. People ask, what's in it for me? They recognize many potential pitfalls, and they don't want to take on risk for the sake of risk when the reward is not present and or seems extremely improbable. We're to be prudent in our decisions, take a fair amount of risk for hope of a good reward. Not, as Epictetus says, gamble in matters of greatest import. Careful consideration before rushing into potential ruin. Perhaps that woman becoming pregnant simply can't afford the time off of work, medical costs, and doesn't have a good partner who can offer support. 
she can make an informed, responsible choice to be child-free and contribute to society in a more prudent fashion. Taking on too much self-sacrifice, being wholly altruistic, we can say, that might not be prudent. Donating so much to charity you can't afford, volunteering too much of your time, and taking on too much responsibility can lead to self-harm and burnout, which might diminish your effectiveness and even harm others. Balance again, a central theme in Stoicism, is called for. Epictetus, in chapter 2, book 1 of his discourses, encourages us to use our skills well, being mindful of our strengths, taking time to build mastery, and not be in over our heads. He says, Is it not clear that the possession of these powers is at the same time accompanied by an awareness of them also? But neither a bull nor a noble-spirited man comes to be what he is all at once. He must undertake hard winter training and prepare himself and not propel himself rashly into what is not appropriate to him. On taking action in the world, a contrast to being withdrawn from society, Epictetus offers explanation in Book 1, Chapter 29 of his Discourses. If you did not learn these things to demonstrate them in practice, why did you learn them at all? We can seek challenges, ways to apply ourselves in society, rather than simply waiting for opportunities to present themselves. Epictetus says in the same chapter, Must I sit wasting my life in a corner when I might be crowned at Olympia? Clearly no, we're to engage with the world. In Book 2, Chapter 9 of his Discourses, Epictetus says, Philosophers urge us not to be contented with mere learning but to add to practice also, and then to training. We can see more talk about how learning and attaining knowledge is not enough for a good life, or to be engaged with others, with society, and be continually improving for personal and societal benefit. In chapter 1, book 3 of his discourses, Epictetus talks of personal neglect and inaction harming society, being a betrayal of our role as a human being, a brother to others. He cast Socrates as a role model, someone who sought to improve society with questioning, persuasion, and sharing of virtue, even if others didn't come around to his line of thinking. People saw him as being a bad citizen, neglecting himself, but Socrates thought otherwise. He thought of himself as caring for mankind by speaking the truth, even when others were unwilling to change or were persecuting him. One way of helping others is by being a good role model, setting a good example with your words, your works, and your profession. Epictetus, in Book 3, Chapter 4 of his Discourses, alerts us to the fact that others will imitate us, and people commonly imitate crowds, even when poor behavior is on display. We're to be mindful of our actions so as to not lead others astray. He says, You ought to know, then, that when you enter the theater, you enter as a pattern, an example to others, and to how they should behave there, for if you act as the masses do, you put yourself on their level. We should set high standards for ourselves and not sink to base behaviors others may display. Children especially will learn from us and model behavior whether they realize it or not. Book 3, Chapter 13 presents a question some may see as a contradiction in Stoicism. How are we to be self-sufficient yet still seek companionship with others? Stoics talk about the fragility of life, how externals, other people, other things outside of our control, are inevitably liable to change and destruction. We can be aided by externals, prefer to have them, but not be overly reliant to the point of being unable to function without help. Without externals, we should be able to be content with an attitude of acceptance and gratitude, being able to brave the most dire of circumstances. We then can benefit from association with others, with society, and still be self-sufficient. A sense of interdependence can be had. In helping others, we also help ourselves. Others help us. We can have a balance, moderation, in supports we have from externals and beware the fate of the character in the classic Dolly Parton song Jolene, who says, My happiness depends on you. Epictetus says, Human beings are sociable by nature and are fond of their kind. 
enjoy associating with one another. They cannot then conceive of the matter of life of one who lives completely alone. We ought, nevertheless, to prepare ourselves for this also, to be capable of being self-sufficient and bearing our own company. We can see loneliness as an inevitable and even positive thing to be content with. In our own time, see benefits in it, for people won't always be around to support us. See episode 46 for more on loneliness. We're to be careful, too, about our associations, especially those we let into our close circles. Epictetus notes in Book 3, Chapter 16, Since then, the danger is so great. Caution must be used in entering into these familiarities with laymen, remembering it is impossible to rub against a person who is covered with a suit without getting some of the suit on oneself. What about concern for animals? There's quite a good deal of discussion concerning plant-based lifestyles, refraining from consumption of any animal products in Stoic circles, and even mention of not eating animals in the works of Seneca and Musionus Rufus. See episodes 30 and 7, in which I discuss health in a plant-based diet. I want to limit the amount of harm I inflict in my life, and can make very easy adjustments to reduce consumption of animal products to close to zero, while still having a healthy and frugal lifestyle by adding supplements, protein powder, meal replacement drinks, cooking my own food, and making simple substitutions. A recent article in The Guardian titled, Avoiding Meat and Dairy is the Single Biggest Way to Reduce Your Impact on Earth, is yet another nail in the coffin concerning the sustainability of a diet including animal products, especially including factory farming, slaughterhouses, and inhumane practices. Maybe some exceptional circumstances exist which lead some to require animal products, but even then, they can reduce harm and impact, rather than, as I often hear, zombie-like exhortations of, the food tastes so good, as people wharf down french fries, cheeseburgers, cheesesteaks, while healthcare costs and the epidemic of obesity rises in America. Removing animal products has an incidental, or in many cases, intentional benefit of a healthier lifestyle. If one can make simple efforts to reduce harm in the area of eating, why not do so for personal health, animals, and the environment? We can take on some level of self-sacrifice and have discipline to benefit society. How about more mutual benefits? In his letter on the Fellowship of Wise Men, Seneca talks about social and personal benefits which come with good deeds. He writes, Good men are mutually helpful, for each gives practice to the other's virtues, and thus maintains wisdom at the proper level. Each needs someone with whom he may make comparisons and investigations. Skilled wrestlers are kept to the mark by practice. A musician is stirred to action by one of equal proficiency. He continues on this line of mutual benefit. Helping, however, really means prompting the soul in accordance with nature, both by the prompter's excellence and the excellence of him who is thus prompted. And this cannot take place without advantage to the helper also, for in training the excellence of another, a man must necessarily train his own. To recap, we can see ourselves as being part of a greater whole, concerned with having a positive impact on society, being mindful of the consequences of our actions. We're to take action in society for both the benefit of ourselves and others, rather than being withdrawn from the world or learning for learning's sake, or to apply our knowledge and skills. There are many paths to benefiting others. We can question certain paths and make prudent decisions, recognize that others, especially children, will model our behavior. So be a good role model. Consider not only humans, but also animal welfare, and in doing so, have better health and participate in less harm to animals and the environment. Be careful with whom you associate, select good friends, and benefit from your interactions with others. Once again, thanks to the support on Patreon from Miss Anonymous, which inspired this bonus episode. Thanks, too, to other supporters and fans of my work. Visit my website at stoicsolutionspodcast.com, where you can connect with me on social media, 
find past episodes on many podcast platforms, and join my Discord chat server for interactive discussion. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal to access special rewards, including the ability to have upcoming guests answer your questions, custom podcast episodes, and personalized one-on-one discussions. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave reviews to help support my efforts. Email me with your thoughts, justinvacula at gmail.com. Podcast music, used with permission, is brought to you by Phil Giordana's symphonic metal group Fairyland from their album Score to a New Beginning. Audio edits are brought to you by John Bartman. Have a great day.